Jesus feeds 5,000 people and, and even more with women and children with just five loaves of bread and two fish. It's a miracle that is well known and it is recorded in all four Gospels. And anytime we, we come across a gospel or a miracle in scriptures, it shows us uh, something about Jesus. Uh, it could show us the, the power of Jesus, that, that he could still wind and waves, that he could cast out demons and they don't even stand a chance. Miracles show proof that Jesus is God. For instance, no regular person uh, can walk on water. Miracles also show the mission of Jesus. That what Jesus is doing, that, that he would come down to earth to, to fix all that is broken. But this miracle of feeding 5,000 people shows us one thing in particular, and that is the ministry of compassion. That Jesus would have compassion and love for, for the needs of our body and our soul. Just imagine how this scene played out in the gospel reading. That Jesus, having heard that John the Baptist had just been beheaded, John the Baptist was the, the one who would announce to, uh, the coming uh, uh, Savior and the, the coming uh, Messiah, and yet he was just murdered by the authorities, not to mention he was Jesus' cousin. Also, uh, Jesus had just left Nazareth where he was rejected by his hometown, and all of this together he wants some time alone. Have you ever felt like that? Jesus gets into a boat and is going to meet up with his disciples later. And as he rows a little ways down the shoreline, when he comes back, he's met by a, a massive crowd. Now, if you've ever been in that situation where you just need a little alone time, and then here are all these people looking for you and, and wanting your help, I can tell you how I might react. That's not how Jesus reacts. That, that, that Jesus would come to these people and out of his compassion begin to heal them. That he would begin to, to care for their needs. And then ultimately this miracle that, that they had no food in this desolate place. And yet he would provide this food for them. Now, to hear about Jesus feeding 5,000 people shows us Jesus' compassion to care for the needs of, of the body and the soul. Because for Jesus, when he saw all these people, Jesus shows compassion on needs of spiritual and, and physical needs. And for Jesus, uh, those aren't quite so separate. And what I mean is that, that sometimes that, that our needs of our body and our needs of our soul our body and our, our spirit, sometimes those needs are a lot more closely connected than we think they are. But before we go any further, that, that's not to say that anytime something bad happens, whether it's illness or injury, means that, that God is punishing you. But what I, what I mean by this is that our bodies and our everything that God has created us to be is so closely related that, that Jesus would care for those things of our spirit and care for those things of our bodies too. Uh, over this past year when I was in Florida on Vicarage uh, on internship, I, I met this guy named James. Uh, James, he was about my age, maybe a little bit older. 
And uh, I was just there to, to talk with him. Uh, my church, uh, a small group from my church was uh, feeding a meal at a, home, a local homeless shelter in Florida. And as I was talking to James, uh, I got to know him a little bit more. He, he told me that he had graduated from the local high school, uh, the same high school that a lot of kids in our youth group were going to. And yet, even though he was just a few years older than me, he said, you know, I still have friends around in the area. And he got me to wonder if any of my friends from high school, if any of my classmates might now be like James out on the streets. The more I got to talking to James, the more I realized that this one meal that we were serving, well, it wasn't going to fix all his problems, but it didn't hurt. And then the more I talked to him, that, that I realized that, that even if I were to, to, to be the, the one person that would, would show him the gospel and the, the truth of, of Jesus, that even after that, he would still have a, a mountain of other problems to take care of. You know, the needs of our bodies and the needs of our souls are, are, are complicated. And not to say that there, there's not a distinction between those, but, but I tell this story to, to help us realize that, that sometimes... The problems in our lives are a lot more complex than we think they are. Uh, problems of homelessness, problems of depression, problems of, of poverty. And yet the good news is that Jesus provides for all our needs. That, that Jesus would provide for, for the needs of our spirit and, and the needs of our body too. That is the compassion he would show to these 5,000 plus people by feeding them miraculously with uh, just five loaves of bread and two fish. Yes, it, it shows his power to multiply this food. It, it shows his proof because no regular person can do that. It shows his mission that, that, that he would come as God's uh, own son to redeem and fix this broken world. But most of all, it shows that Jesus would have compassion on our needs of body and soul. It's no secret that we live in a broken and twisted world where things are amiss and things decay and eventually die. And it's this world that we find ourselves in uh, needing so many things that, that we cannot help ourselves to. And, and the, the greatest need that we have is that we find ourselves in this broken world completely alienated and separated from God by our sin and yet that's the world that god would send his only son down into into this imperfect world where there's homelessness and hurts and, and hunger and that's the imperfect world that jesus would come into he would come as perfect being fully god and also fully man you would come and be a part of our imperfect world that he would come and bring a, a piece of, of, of what is good and what is perfect, and he would come and live among us as uh, broken and fallen and, and decaying as we are. That he would fix our greatest need of, of, uh, of our soul to be reunited with God. That, that Jesus, although he was perfect, he became imperfect, beaten and bloody and hung up naked on the cross for all to see so that you and I could be reunited with God. That is where we keep our faith, and we have hope in what Jesus says. Because although we still live in this imperfect world, Jesus promised that he's coming back 
to make all things perfect. That he's coming back to, to recreate and, and fix and mend all that is broken, to tie up all the loose ends in, in our world, and then it will be perfect. And it's almost as if he can't wait. That, that he would show us what it's like. Just one instance of food, an abundance of food, a miraculously full stomachs, that there would be no more hunger. And there's even more and more examples of Jesus showing us this through his miracles and through what he has said that he is going to make all things new. There'll be no more sickness, no more death, no more sadness, no more hurts, and it will all be perfect. That's what Jesus is doing now, even today. That he is giving us a taste of what that perfect will be when he comes back. So it is okay to, to pray for miracles. Oh, I myself have never experienced one. Because we know that, that even if God does not answer that prayer with yes, that Jesus does have compassion, does have love, does show us who he is, even if our prayers are not answered. Because we know that he does listen to our prayers for our bodies and our soul. Now, there was a crucial moment in this story. Uh, one moment where, where Jesus turns to his disciples and then sends them out with this same compassion into the world. Where, where Jesus turns to his disciples and said, well, you can go and feed them. Where, where Jesus will, will take his followers, take those who are, are with him, and then send them out to continue this ministry of compassion to care for people's bodies and souls, to show them who Jesus is and what he is doing. And so, uh, in my first uh, preaching class at seminary, we, we talked a lot about this. We, we started, uh, as we started learning how to preach, we started with how we are, are rooted and grounded in Scripture for our preaching. And we went to a very powerful and true verse of the Bible, 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for, profitable for teaching and reproof and knowledge. But just a few verses before that is where we actually started. Uh, and maybe you're not familiar with this, but, but just before this, Paul is, is writing this letter to Timothy, instructing him uh, of how to carry out this ministry of compassion. And before he gets to, to the powerful word of God, first he says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you have learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then in verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching and reproof and correction and for training in righteousness. And so before we got to the, the powerful word of God, we, we started with this, knowing from whom you have learned it. Because this ministry of, of compassion that, that Jesus has sent out his disciples, this ministry of love to care for people's souls and bodies alike, we first thought of how, who was it that taught us this faith? And how did they teach us this? Now there's many people that I put on my list and some of you are, are in this room today. But there was one person that, that made the top of the list. Oh, it's my dad. 
<laughs> and I was trying to think as uh, you know, as we're celebrating 30 years of, of ministry and the, the 26 years that I've been alive and known him, I couldn't think of just, you know, one time where he gave the, the, the best argument that, that proved without a doubt that, that God is real, that, that Jesus really loves me. And well, out of the many messages I've heard, I, I couldn't remember just one that stood out over all the others. And the reason why is because this compassion, this love that Jesus has for us, well, is so evident in how my dad has taught me. That, that the, the, the very personal relationship with Jesus, that, that how important that love and, and that compassion would be for him, well, he would share it with me and, and my siblings. And I hope that he has shared that with you too, and I don't doubt that he has. So Jesus, oh, and so Jesus sends his disciples out to continue this ministry, this ministry of compassion, this ministry of love for, for people's bodies and souls. And thankfully, the disciples have given us an example of where we can go wrong. Because when, when Jesus turned his to his disciples when he was feeding 5,000 people, they, they got it wrong just a little bit. And we can learn from that because they came up with a, a great idea. You know, they said, well, all these people, they need food. Well, we can send them out and they can go get their own food. And then, you know, maybe if they want to, they can come back. But what they missed was that Jesus was right there with them. That, that Jesus was right there, that, that there is never a reason for them to go away. That no matter where we find ourselves uh, in this world, whether no matter how bleak and dismal the future appears, well, that the answer is never to send people away from Jesus. The, the answer is never to, to, to go away when you have Jesus right here with us. So, what do we have to continue this mission, uh, to continue this ministry? What, what do we have on hand? What do you have on hand? Is it a little? Well, God can do a lot with a little. And we are sent out to, to continue this ministry because we have a God who cares for his people and, and provides for his people when they're in the wilderness, when they're in desolate places, when resources are scarce and, and the, the future looks dismal, he's already done it in the past. All the way back in, in Exodus, when, when God brought his people out from slavery into the wilderness, they wandered out into the wilderness, not knowing if God would provide or even if he could provide for them. And yet he would feed them daily with bread for their bodies. There's this there's the hope that we have in the future and the, the sure hope in the promises that, that Jesus is coming back to fix everything that, that is broken, to make it all new again. And there it'll be perfect with an abundance of food, with, with no more illness or dying, that, that God will provide that in the future. We're in the present. We're in the present, wandering through this desolate wilderness of our world, this imperfect, broken world filled with hunger and hurts. And yet we have a God who feeds his people in the wilderness. And so we give thanks for when God does provide for us, for all that he has provided for us. 
And as we, we go through this wilderness life, this, this uh, wilderness place of life, there will be times of uh, feast to, to celebrate uh, what we have accomplished, to celebrate 30 years of ministry. Then there will be more times to, to celebrate and to have feast uh, for, for all the ministry that has happened here at Ascension and even over at, at Open Arms. That there will be times uh, to celebrate for all that God has provided. And yet, there may be times of famine too. Times when we, all we have is just a little. And yet, Jesus can do a lot with a little. And so, what does that look like? Well, it looks like to, to give thanks for all that God has provided, but nevertheless trusting that he will provide for our bodies and our souls. And then we go out. We are, we are sent out to continue this, this ministry of compassion, uh, of caring for people's bodies and souls. And we get to decide what that might look like. What would that look like in Wichita, Kansas? To be a people so filled with compassion from Jesus that we would go out to, to show that same compassion and love to others, caring for their bodies and for their souls. What would that look like to, to go out and help people see the, 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 the hope that we have? They'll see the, the vision of what Jesus has promised, the perfect world where, where everything that is, that is broken becomes fixed. That everything that, that is decayed is restored where there is food for everyone and an overflowing abundance in that perfect hope, in that perfect way that, that Jesus is coming back here where we will be with him, unending, in, uh, uninterrupted, and unhindered. Until that day, we get to go out. And may the peace of Christ, which surpasses all understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in this one true faith until that day. Amen.